Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Tonight, TG Carr will show a documentary on something all women will experience or are experiencing right now, the menopause. And when Grania Shoga was approached about presenting it, she didn't hesitate about saying yes because she too had been experiencing some of the vast range of symptoms that go with it. Grania, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. Just starting with what I said there in the intro about the range of symptoms... You're looking at like 40 or 50 or 60 different things that can, or a combination of which that can be experienced. That's it, exactly. I think, you know, and the important thing to know as well is that this can start in your late 30s. It can start in your early 40s. It can start in your later 40s. Every single woman is different. Every menopause journey is individual. There is no textbook menopause um, uh, play by play. So, that is part of the problem as well, not problem, challenge for women and for healthcare professionals, that we all have such different experiences. But I suppose there is the stereotypical symptoms that people talk about um, because they're the most common and that's the hot flushes and the irritability and, uh, and that kind of thing. And people think, if, well, if you're not experiencing that, you're not in perimenopause or heading towards menopause because perimenopause is the time we're talking about really, which is the time before you stop having a period where all these symptoms start to come up. Mm-hmm. And, and it can start, you know, the, the range, uh, you know, in terms of age when it can start is very, very broad. And that's why people are so confused and scrabbling around for information. And that's why I was on board very, very quickly um, to try and help. Because I think even if you say to people, just because you're not experiencing what you think you should be experiencing, doesn't mean that your experience isn't valid because I have so many women writing to me online now going, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. My doctor says I'm grand. Um, Do you think it's that? And of course, I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm not a doctor. Um, But what I am saying is that, you know, that's why we need information. And I've answered a load of things together there now, but I'm sure we'll go into them in more depth. (laughs) Well, what symptoms have you experienced? Um, I, I suppose the first thing to say is that this program is not about me. No, this program is about the state of play in Ireland at the moment, how women in Ireland are struggling for information and support, and how about how we can change that and change our collective relationship with the word and the the time of life that this is for women, and how we can sort of reclaim power and and value for women in society at that time. But very briefly. And very, very briefly, I found I was waking up at three in the morning mm. and I was putting it down to, well, I must be worried about such and such. Um, but this went on for an extended period of time. And I realized then that something else was up. Also, I suffered with restless legs, but incredibly bad restless legs. Um, again, keeping me up at night. Yeah. So, Did you always have the restless legs? Because I, I no. had that as well. All right. OK. No, no. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's a so and and I learned that it's to do with estrogen receptors in your legs. So um, that's again, I until I did a huge amount of research, I wouldn't have put two and two together there. Um, but the, you know, the, the the handful of symptoms that another woman might have might be completely different to me. Does that mean she's not in perimenopause? No, it just means she's on her journey and she needs support tailored to her. 
and that and that's what we need in this country. And so, I suppose the point is, as you say, you're not getting. You know, if your woman isn't getting the hot flushes, she may not even go to the GP. She may just think, ah, I'm just getting older. I'm just feeling aches and pains, or whatever the symptoms might be. Absolutely, and 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 we all do that. You know, we, we want to believe that we don't want to believe that we've reached that point of view because. Remember, like we'll say in your late 30s, early 40s, so many more women in Ireland now have put off having children until this time, until they've got their house and their career in order. Now I'm ready to have babies. So now you're approaching, you know, sort of taking steps to help that. Do you want to be told you're actually in perimenopause? No, you don't. Do you want to hear that information? No, you don't. So you're pushing it to the back of your head. So not only are you, I suppose, psychologically primed to not want to hear it, from that point of view, but also society is telling you that if you're now on that track, you are now lessening in value to us as a society because that's the message that you are given subliminally mm-hmm. in Western culture constantly. There is a fascination and an extreme value put on youth and the theoretical ability to be able to bring children into the world. And once that leaves you, that as a woman, your value to society lessens quite quickly. That's the other reason we need to change that by talking about it to reclaim our power. The So there isn't then, I mean, actually, before I ask you this, like many of the women you spoke to, did they go through a kind of a period of denial about it for a while? Well, it, it's not, I think that's an aspect of it mm. because we don't want to admit it to ourselves because then you have to make peace with not your mortality, but that you have, you know, you've reached a certain phase in your life and that's hard. It's like, you know, when I guess you could compare it slightly to, you know, people's anxiety around roundy birthdays. You yes. know, you're, you're coming, <laughs> you know, you're coming to a, a, a bit of a milestone here. How do you feel about it? So you have to examine that for yourself. Um, and, you know, we have a fear in society about getting older. So and this is a very tangible thing for women. You know, it is a sign. But I guess what what we have to realize that as a society, you know, women are now living an awful lot longer than we're we're all living longer, thankfully. So you can live a lot longer after your menopause than you you know than you existed before. So is your value for the second half of your life completely gone? No. And the only reason we can, I suppose, change that is by talking about it, by reclaiming it, by taking the shame and stigma out of it, getting the help and support we need for ourselves. And and continuing to live fulfilled lives. Yeah. No, there is because I I interviewed a woman from the menopause hub uh, uh, during mm. the summer, and I think you you you, uh, you were in contact with the, the the menopause health clinic. But that yes. is there is there a state funded one stop shop to find out everything you need to know? Well, that's part of sort of what came I, a bit of a light bulb moment for me while we were in the middle of production of the show, and we were we were researching and I was researching myself that there, you know, there, there isn't, I suppose there are clinics opening and the government is starting to take steps and they are very, very welcome. Kusmalyanahaibra, a good start is half the work, but there is so much more needed. And what I'm, what I'm calling for, and I had a meeting with the Minister for Health, which we filmed during the making of the documentary. I'm calling for a national information and awareness campaign not an advertising campaign, not a let's talk about the menopause campaign, actual information that goes into every letterbox in the country and is available in every G- 
GP. I mean, you walk into your local GP, there are pamphlets there for giving up smoking. There's pamphlets there on the measles, on the common cold. We don't have them for menopause. Think about it. It's something that half the population goes through. We were able to produce them very quickly when COVID came out. You know, we get them through um, our letterboxes for various things. I think the latest one was adoption and access to information. This can be done. And I think if every family has that, because if somebody's going through their menopause, it impacts on everybody around them, your significant other, your kids, people you live with, people you work with. If everybody has the information around it and realizes that it's a natural and inevitable phase of life, Mm. it's transitory, it doesn't last forever, it doesn't lessen you as a person, and a bit of compassion and information around it will help everybody feel better. I, I always compare it to this. We've all gone through puberty. We all know what that felt like. And everybody around us when we were teenagers knew what it was about as well because we'd, we'd experienced it ourselves and we had the information. It helped everybody, I suppose, to have more compassion for that door slamming, moody teenager <laughs> who is getting gangly and spotty. And you realise this lasts for a while, but mm. it doesn't last forever. It's, it's a phase in your life. And we should be approaching menopause, I believe, in the same way. Information is the only way to change that. Uh, what are the treatment options? Is it still HRT or variations of HRT? You see, this where, again, every menopause journey is individual. And again, where I'm keen to point out that I'm not a healthcare professional. Uh, but HRT is an option for women and it does help an awful lot of women. Is it suitable for everybody? No, for a variety of reasons and too many to go into here. Um, but there are there are many, many, I suppose, treatments to help women. Some women prefer to go down the natural route. But the point, the point about the menopause is that your estrogen production decreases and HRT helps to replace that. Mm. It literally gives you back what you're losing to help you continue to live with the same quality of life. And estrogen isn't the only um, hormone that's decreasing your testosterone and your progesterone as well. So various people need different, I suppose, cocktails of this to help to live um, a good quality of life. And again, it's individual to the woman. Yeah. Now, actually, somebody's texted in a question. And I think you slightly touched on this already. Does growing mm. the thing that GPs know enough about the menopause? I think my early symptoms were missed. But looking yeah. back, I was having some of the symptoms at different times for a good few years before my inverted commas real menopause kicked in. Uh, mm. uh, did some of the women say to you they were kind of sent home and told, ah, you're grand, like? Um, a lot of the women, a lot of the women were given that kind of message. You're grand, get on with it. You're too young. That happened to a lot of women, you know, in their late 40s, still being told they're too young, which shows a real lack of knowledge and training. Some GPs are trained in this country. Some GPs have gone for the further training because you must remember there isn't really any uh, major concentration on this as GPs have been trained. But things are changing. It's just that your GP may not have the training and your GP may be amazing. It, and unfortunately, at the moment, it feels to women, some women who are speaking to me like a little bit of a lottery. And you may have to go to a couple of places before you get the answers that will work for you. So if you, if you feel like you're being sent away and your gut instinct is telling you mm, there's something up here, then continue to look for your answers. And if that means going to a different clinic, and I know, you know, economically, we're in a tough space right now as a country, so that might be not as easy for some women mm-hmm. as it is for others. But please continue to listen to your gut and keep looking for answers. And 
hopefully you will get them and you'll get the help and support that you need. It's not easy. Yeah. That's why we're making this documentary to try and help people and move on the conversation so that more people can be supported. Yeah, somebody else texted in to say, a man, obviously, my wife went through a horrendous time about 15 years ago and nearly broke our marriage because neither of us realised what was happening. Her, her life to suddenly feel like it was falling apart. She was only just gone 40 we were almost relieved when a good friend of hers eventually says it might be menopause, though it was a shock. Mm. That's gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that is, and that is. I'm sure there are people nodding their heads at that up and down the country. The thing is, twenty percent of women pretty much have no symptoms and sail through the menopause. So that's what I'm saying. Every journey is individual. But on the other side of it, fifty-one, which is the average age of menopause, is the highest. It's the age at which a woman is most likely to commit suicide in this country. That can show you the yeah. pressure that women are feeling and the, the stress they're feeling and the suffering that they're going through. And, and marriages are suffering as a result. And, and a lot of these women who are going through this are often dealing with teenagers, often dealing with older parents as well, you know, who are maybe getting sick and infirm themselves. They're, they're in that squeezed time of life. And it's, it's often very frustrating and it's hard to find time for themselves. And of course, a significant other is where where the stress is going to go. You're going to have an argument out of stress and frustration and exhaustion and not knowing what's wrong. And I think you know maybe you know even tonight when people are watching the the, the program, if it gives them that little bit of relief as well, maybe it's the menopause. Maybe that's what's going on. That'll that that'll be part of the reason why we're making this program. And I my heart goes out to that person who. Yeah who texted in. Because well, yeah, they got an answer, though, I suppose. So as exactly. I say, it's probably a relief, uh, a relief for both of them. Uh, Grania, yeah. thanks uh, a million for uh, talking to us today. You're, you're uh, Galway is home now, though. You're back from South Africa. Galway is home. I'm back from South, uh, South Africa. I just want to say one thing about the documentary, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting in touch with me saying, I don't have much Irish, but I'm going to watch. The, the, the show is bilingual. And right, he, yes. And it's completely subtitled. Yeah. So whether your Gaelga is Leifa or not, you will be able to understand. And whether your English is Leifa or not, you will be able to understand. So um, so no problem there. Yes, I'm back in Galway. Um, wet and windy Galway today because this storm is really hitting us. But delight to be home. Yeah, great. And are you still doing the diamonds? I uh, am indeed. All right. Greatscience.ie. Okay. Yeah, we're still going. And, all right. Um, and uh, Christmas is coming. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good, smooth one there, Grania. Well done, yeah. So. <laughs> you have to try. <laughs> you have to try. Well done. Grania, thanks, William, for talking to us today.